December 5th, 2022, the final month of 2022. Can't believe we are already in it. Episode 316 of the Tan and J-Man Show live on the IC Sports Network, live on the Tan and J-Man Show and on the IC Sports Network Twitter account. I'm Tanner Lee. My co-host, Josh the J-Man, must joining me from the state of Illinois. Josh, how are you this evening? You know, I was going back actually yesterday through my uh, 22 bold predictions for 2022, and I so far have four of them correct. Four correct, huh? Four correct, yep. That's I need it. to go through mine one actually, of these days. Actually, five correct. Aaron Rodgers will remain a Green Bay Packer was one, although I think uh, both parties wish he wouldn't have <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah, but, hasn't uh, been the best, even though he uh, he did what he always does yesterday. And that's beat the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, I might have gotten a six correct because didn't uh, – were the Bengals a wild – yeah, Bengals were a wild card team. I said at least one wild card team will play in the championship game. Uh, so there's uh, there's six. Your number keeps climbing uh, while it, you're going through it. So. <laughs> it keeps, uh, keeps rising a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> I'm at six. Six out of 22 is not very good. I need to go check mine. I'm not sure – sure where I stand. I know at one time I was doing okay, but I don't know what my definition of okay yeah. is. So <laughs> not sure, I have some but, birdie bogey for you here. But I was going to say, uh, one thing that might not be okay is the uh, birdie or bogey competition for 2022 yeah. on my part. If I don't get this right tonight, I think it's over. How many weeks we have left? It is the, uh, what is the date? The 5th? So we have... Yep. I think there's only three more podcasts left, the 12th, the 19th, and the 26th. That's that's it. So uh, you you got to win out, and I got to lose out, pretty much. Yeah, probably not happening. Yeah. Uh, can you name the three coaches with the most conference championship game wins? Ooh. This is for football? <clears throat> for co- Yes, for college football. College football? Sorry. Okay. Um, yes, I was going to give you a hint, but I'm not going to anymore um the person <laughs> with the most has 10 conference championship wins uh one guy has eight and another guy has seven so there are three coaches with more than with seven or more conference championship game wins in ncaa history um all have coached this century because again um championship games were not a thing up until pretty much this century um in college football so can you name the guys with the three most uh, Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC, fresh locally grown nutrient-dense produce from Bryson Katie Romine of Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Get your veggies! Get your veggies indeed. Get your merchandise. Like I uh, said last week, they got great merchandise, particularly uh, long sleeve t-shirts and beanies. Mm. Always need those in the wintertime, so make sure to go and get those. Yeah, uh, I say it every week, but I'm going to need to buy one because I am uh, a 30-year-old bald man and my uh, head gets very cold. Well, there's nothing wrong with wearing a beanie indoors. That is true. It, it gets cold to. indoors, too. It's rough. Yeah, it can be stylish. It can be it's stylish. It can be warm. J-Man. <laughs> what do you want to start with tonight there, Tana Man? Oh, why don't we start with some on this day right off the bat? Beautiful. I ready to get educated? I always need it. You know that, so... There's a uh, there's a few gray cups on here, but I won't. Uh, Canadian football. Yes, uh, a absolute barn burner of a Canadian uh, football league gray cup happened in 1942 at Varsity Stadium in Toronto. Toronto RCAF Hurricanes beat the Winnipeg RCAF Bombers eight to five. It's a baseball game, broken. or a uh, Denver Bronco football game. <laughs> oh man. Nothing like losing to Tyler Tyler Huntley. Is that his name? Saw it coming. <laughs> it's getting rough there in uh, in Denver. It's been rough for a while, Josh. Yeah, I know. But uh, every every week you think's rock bottom, then rock bottom somehow finds itself further down. They just keep uh, digging. I, I'm not sure what they're trying to hit at this point, but <laughs> trying to strike gold. Unfortunately, uh, that gold's not going to turn into much. It's going to be worth nothing. Uh, on this day in 1943, the NFL Philadelphia Eagle Pittsburgh Steeler merger dissolves. Did not know that uh, they were merged together at one time. I didn't either. See, we're learning something. On this 
day in 1948, New York Giant Charlie Connerly sets NFL record of 36 pass completions. Or as uh, today's NFL does it, any other Sunday. Yeah, I was going to say, average game, no, that's still a really good game. But <laughs> that, that is yeah. a good game. Um, on this day in 19... Hmm. 1972, who won the 38th Heisman Trophy? 72? Is that Archie Griffith? It is not. Johnny Rogers of Nebraska. Mm, okay. On this day, and this is an interesting one for baseball nerds. Uh, on this day in 1973, Chicago Cubs, Ron Santo becomes the first baseball player to invoke the 10 and five rule and veto his trade uh, with the California angels. So what that is, is if you have been in the league at least 10 years and you've been on the same team for five years, you get an automatic no trade um, clause. So, okay. um, which I'm trying to think who could even, I'm, I'm sure there's guys now, but guys uh, switch teams so often nowadays that not many people hit the 10 and five rule um, no. anymore. On the stand, 1974, the NFL Seattle Seahawks form. Done pretty well for themselves. Yeah. Uh, one Super Bowl title and two runner or two two other appearances. Well, three mm-hmm. appearances overall. On the stand, 1978, free agent Pete Rowe signs a four-year, $32 million contract with the Phillies, becoming the highest-paid baseball player. You know, four, that's eight mil a year. That's a lot in 1978. That was a lot of coin back then. I still think he should be in the Hall of Fame. He's not a good person, but I think his play on the field deserves it. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Let him nowhere near a baseball field. Kind of compromise Fair. on that. <clears throat> on the day in 1981, who won the Heisman Trophy? It was a running back. Spoiler alert. Was it Earl Campbell? Good guess, but no. Marcus Allen. Mm, okay. Another good one. Um, on this day in 1987, who won the Heisman Trophy? Barry Sanders. Tim Brown. Gosh, Used to be so good at that. Barry too. might have been 88. He might have been, yeah. He was right around there, so <laughs> darn it. On this day in 1990, newly minted Hall of Famer crime dog Fred McGriff was traded to the San Diego Padres for Robbie Alomar. I was kind of surprised he got in, to be honest. Well, it took him, he, he didn't get voted in on the original ballot. It took the... Uh, old timer veterans committee as they call it uh to get in and he uh he needed 12 of 16 votes and he was unanimous so um good for crime dog i am a little surprised he uh, got in as well yet he, he had good numbers but uh nothing that really blew you away i think he was seven homers short of 500 which if he would have hit that 500 homer mark he probably would have been in a long time ago which is kind of stupid they have these ar- arbitrary points guys need to get to but here's what it is I saw him play in person a couple times for the Cubs, and I actually had his jersey when he was on the Cubs. I remember when the Cubs traded for him, (laughs) 01, I think. Um, And he was good, almost made the playoffs that year. And then the next year, I think they lost 95 games. Um, Old crime dog. He he had one of those. He had a really weird swing, if I remember. It kind of wrapped around his head. Yeah, um, it was kind of almost a level level swing, and then he went up. It was really kind of weird. And then, yeah, yeah, it was... It was weird. Uh, he's he's probably better known for those Tom Amansky, uh, um commercials <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Back to back to back AU national champions. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's it. it. seemed like those commercials were on every six minutes. All uh, the time. Room. Yeah. Back to, on the back, state, to back In 1992, the first SEC championship game was played. Can you tell me who won that one? 92? Uh, well, 93, I know... Alabama won a national title in 93 over Miami, Florida. So I'm going to say Alabama won in 92 over somebody. You got it. Over uh, number 12, Florida, 28-21. On this day in 2008, former NFL star O.J. Simpson is sentenced to 33 years in prison for kidnapping and armed robbery. He only served, what, about 10, 11 years or so? He did a lot of bad things. He was not a good guy. He's right there next to, uh, uh, he's, actually, he's not even close to Pete Rose as far as bad guys go. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, On this day 
In 2017, Russia is banned from the next Winter Olympics in South Korea over state-sponsored doping. Cheaters. Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, I, I assume they'll be uh, eligible to come back to the next Winter Olympics, which is... I believe so. When will that be? 2024? No. Yeah? No. 2026? Well, what did you say that one was? 2017, they were banned, but the Winter Olympics were held in, what, 2018? Of course, COVID kind of screwed things up. You know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Off the top of my head. I, I don't know. 2024, Paris, France. So the next year from February. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, did math in my head. It didn't go very well. <laughs> it's going to be a good show tonight there. Uh, Tan and Jamie yes, and yes, show. Yes, Nation. it is. Yes, it is. Is that all you got for this week's On This Day? That is all I day? got for On This Day. And that's the On This Day segment, which is brought to you by this week, like it is every week, Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a 100% hand-cut custom design wood, wood sign shop. Wow, I am struggling with words. Um they are based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They can make anything from signs, the growth charts. They make a person perfect addition to any uh, home office or man cave. Like I say every week, the holidays are coming up. They're fastly approaching. Uh, one of their signs makes the perfect addition, not only to your home, to that sports fan in your family's home. So if you're on the fence of what to get somebody, you need that one last gift. Give Mooney Woodcrafts, give that Mooney of Mooney Woodcrafts an email at mooneywoodcrafts at gmail.com for your custom order and get that Purdue logo sign, that Illinois logo sign, that Indiana logo sign, Butler, Notre Dame, uh, NFL team, MLB team, whatever it might be. Give that an email. You can also find their recently completed projects on Instagram and Facebook at Mooney Woodcrafts. Mm-hmm. talk some college hoops sure i'd be glad to talk some college hoops Hoops. yeah you should be glad to talk some college hoops the first uh net rankings came out uh which in my opinion the metrics to follow the net rankings are so much easier than the old rpi used to be because you never knew what they were basing it off of now they give you a whole list you have quad one wins quad two quad three quad four it makes it a lot easier um it makes it a lot easier knowing who you need to beat to get into the NCAA tournament. Uh, Purdue was what? They were third mm-hmm. in the net rankings. Uh, Indiana, where were they? 11th? That sounds right. Um, Illinois, I believe, was 13th. And then Iowa was 21st. Ohio State, 25. So a couple top 25 teams. Some interesting teams of note. Michigan, who came into the year ranked 25th, I believe, are 114th in the uh, net rankings. They have a loss to Arizona State. Barely beat Ohio, lost to Kentucky, lost to – who else did they lose to? Um, lost to Virginia, blew an 11-point second-half lead to Virginia. Um, so they're not doing well. Michigan State, who beat Kentucky earlier in the year and shot up to, what, 12th in the country, 10th in the country, something like that. They've lost a bunch in a row, including getting absolutely trounced by Notre Dame, who then turns around and loses at home to Syracuse, who's terrible. Um, and then Michigan State gets beat pretty handily by a Northwestern at home last night. They're down there at 96, um, I believe. Uh, so uh, some interesting teams, obviously interesting teams in the Big Ten, but elsewhere around the country you see North Carolina, first team ever or quickest team ever to fall out of the top 25 rankings after being preseason number one. Um, I, I know I didn't believe in the hype coming in. I don't think you believed much of the hype uh, coming in because, again, they were not a very good team until they found a way to somehow win in Duke um, last year, and they ended up making the NCAA tournament and then had this miraculous run through. And they got pretty much everyone back from a team that wasn't very good for, you know, 90% of the year last year. And now they've lost four in a row, losing um, at Indiana. They've lost to Virginia Tech. They've lost to um, – who else have they lost to? I, they they were taken to the wire by Portland. Um, teams lost like that four-overtime game to Arkansas, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they have not looked good. They're in the thirties in the net ranking. Gonzaga's down to like 29th in the net rankings. 
Um, Duke's kind of down there as well. So Kentucky's down there. I, I think Duke's actually up there um, quite a ways. But uh, in, in, interesting to see uh, them come out with these rankings today because you never know uh, where your team stands until they come out with them. Houston's number one, I believe, which they've looked one of the best teams in college basketball so far. But uh, Big Ten basketball, we're already a month into the season. Feels like it just started. It's flying by again, just like college football did, and just like the NFL season is. It's flying by, and all the Big Ten teams have a Big Ten uh, conference game under their belt, and everybody will have two under their belt by the time we do the show next week. Um, So it's still kind of hard to divide who's good and who isn't. Um, Everybody looks to be pretty competitive so far. Besides Minnesota, Uh, really, they're the only team. Even them yesterday, I know – it was Alabama, not Arkansas. My fault. That's right. Uh, that North Carolina lost their four over game, four overtime game too. Thank you to my dad for correcting me on that. Um, I knew it started with an A. Knew it was SEC. Knew it was red. Um, but uh, even Minnesota yesterday, Purdue won eighty nine to seventy. But they were making some tough, like mid range contested shots. And I look at that team. I'm like, this is still a team that's probably going to win four or five conference games, in my opinion. Um, yeah, which, they're a very is, young team. Very young team. Yeah. Just gonna have to get better as the year goes on. They they are better with Jamison Battle back because he mm. he hadn't played up until a couple games ago. Uh, so th- they are a better team with him. Uh, but then you you look at Northwestern, thought they were garbage, lost at home by thirty to a horrendous pit team, then go on the road and beat Michigan State. Yeah. Nebraska beats number ten Creighton yesterday. Number, number seven. Eight, number seven Creighton yesterday. Um and um. Nebraska's had some good games against Saturday. They beat Boston College pretty handily. Um, Penn State's looked really good. They, they're bombs away from three so yeah. far. Um, so Minnesota's clearly the worst team in the Big Ten right now, but again, they can they can give some, right. some problems. Right, especially on their home court. I mean, every mm-hmm. Big Ten road game this year, like it is most years, is going to be difficult. Um, but it's been fun to watch so far. Um, both of our teams are off the pretty good starts. Um, yeah, I think they'll be right there towards the end of the season. Um, so yeah, I I I still shocked at this Purdue team so far. Um, I did not get to watch any of that Florida State game last week, but uh, they took care of business in front of like a hundred people down there in <laughs> Tallahassee. But it was one of those games that made me nervous because sure. Florida State only has one win, but you know they're more talented than that. Well, and, then you see what they did on Saturday. They took Virginia to the wire in Virginia, right? So. And, and and then not only that, Purdue was coming off of playing a whole weekend out in Portland and had flight issues. Didn't get back to West Lafayette until five in the morning on Monday. Guys had to go to class and then board a plane on a Tuesday to go down to Florida. It's just a lot of traveling on the whole opposite side of the nation. So well, plus that high of beating Gonzaga and Duke back to back, it's going to be tough to get up for a team like Florida state. Right. So they went in, it wasn't the prettiest, but they went in and in one that they turned around and then took care of Minnesota yesterday at home. And now this week they got Hofstra on Wednesday, which is, I know it's just Hofstra, but it's not televised because there's two yeah. other games on the Big Ten Network conference games, so it's on Big Ten Plus. So thanks, Big Ten, for that. Oh, um, I, su- I subscribe, stupidly. I, I have not, and I'm not going to. I'll just list it on the radio <laughs> or something. And then they travel to Lincoln on Saturday, which now makes me a, a little more nervous for that game after last night's result against Creighton. But uh, no, can't, um, cannot complain. Uh, Zach Eady's playing phenomenal basketball. He'd probably be big, he'd probably be national player here right now, probably right now if it was decided. I mean, he had... <laughs> 31 points and uh, 22 rebounds, 21 rebounds yesterday. He out-rebounded Minnesota by himself. Um, uh, Minnesota's been known to do that. I remember Kofi had 38 and 17 against them. Um, so they, they they don't handle the big man well. Um, I, I was going to talk about Edie because Ken Palm, for each game, he has like a guy that is the MVP of that game. And every single one of Purdue games this year, it's been Zach Edie, and he says it's yep. the longest stretch since he's been calculating. Yeah, he uh, won Big Ten Player of the Week uh, for the second consecutive week this week, and Fletcher Lawyer won Big Ten Freshman of the Week for the mm-hmm. second consecutive week. They're the first pair of teammates to ever do that. Uh, went, both went back-to-back weeks together, um, which he had a quiet 20.8 assists, zero turnover game. Mm-hmm. If there is such a thing, that's what he did yesterday. He had a quiet one, and he's really coming on. And that's the thing. These, these young players for Purdue so far are playing – better than expected and they're fearless and the moment's not too big for them and it's just been it's just been fun to watch they've been a yeah. fun team to watch they're hustling they're playing defense 
it it makes it significantly easier when you had lower expectations coming in too to see him play this well. Does uh, now they have expectations now because they've played so yeah. well at the start of the year. It's like well yeah. now you know going into the year I'm thinking if they can be a seven to ten t- seven to ten seed in the NCAA tournament I'll be thrilled. Now if they somehow end up seven to ten seed I'll be really disappointed <laughs> with the way they've started and up yeah. to rank fourth now in the in the in the polls that came out today. So. Uh, so, but we will see. We will see. But off to a good start. Uh, mm-hmm. Hope they keep it rolling. Your line, I know, took a tough one on the chin Friday night in a building they just can't win at in they Maryland. Can't win. But, but they still played well. Maryland's probably the surprise of the conference so far. Yeah, uh, it was their first sellout since 2019 at Maryland. And Underwood said it was as loud of an arena as he's been in since he's been a head coach. Now, Brad Underwood is known to be the king of hyperbole. He compared Andre Curbelo to Steve Nash when he was coming in. Uh, so uh, he's 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 been known to uh, to say these things, uh, outlandish things. But it, it was loud, raucous environment. You know, I'm proud of that Illinois team. Again, young, one of the they are the least experienced team uh, in the Big Ten as far as Big Ten play goes. And they found themselves down 12 a couple times and fought all the way back to tie it. And then unfortunately, uh, just couldn't make enough plays offensively uh, at the end of the game. And then Jameer Young hits a. Uh, dagger three with 12 seconds left to go up four but uh that that was one the the young guys really struggled in their first big 10 road game loud sky clark was bad jade neps was bad ty rogers barely played um but uh, coleman hawkins and tj shannon they both look like uh and they've been in a bunch of first round mock drafts so far um they need somebody else to step up matt meyer has to step up when he played 14 minutes he's in foul trouble it's about been about where he's been this year. It's been a really disappointing start to the year for him. So they just need need that third score to ske- step up because Shannon's going to get his. Hawkins is going to get his. Um, but uh, ov- overall, I didn't think they were going to win coming in, and they uh, played better than I thought. Um, Brad Underwood had a pretzel thrown at him, a soft, a half-eaten soft pretzel thrown at him. <laughs> he had half of a chicken breast thrown at him. Jeez. Um, yeah, they, they were throwing stuff, and honestly, they could have got the crowd could have got teched, um, teed up. Um, uh, and, and Maryland fans have been known to do this because I, I think they did it to Isaac Haas back in the day. Uh, they, they had they some were, mean chance about his uh sister, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's worse than probably what Hawkins had, but uh, the whole whole game every time he touched the ball is FU Hawkins, FU Hawkins, um. For whatever, I, I don't I don't know why they decided to pick on Hawkins. Haw- Hawkins does talk a lot of trash, but um, Rockets environment, uh, they're better for it. Honestly, it, it throws those guys into the fire, and the way they responded after getting down twelve, thought they were going to get blown out of gym. Got down twelve in the first half, and uh, with about twelve minutes left in the second half as well, and climbed all the way back. So uh, tough one this week, though. They have Texas number two, Texas tomorrow night in the it's either the Jimmy V or the coaches versus cancer. I never know. Uh, at Madison Square Garden, and then uh, uh, upstart Penn State team. It is it is at home, but it's it's one of those 11 a.m. Central start times, which you always hate those games um, on Saturdays. So uh, they're going to need to play up for Penn State. Uh, I think they have a decent shot against Texas because they don't have uh, that si- kind of size down low that's been killing them so far. But their guard play with Marcus Carr, a few of those other guys, uh, could pose some problems for Illinois' young backcourt. But I said that against UCLA as well, and Illinois ended up finding a way to win. So. Uh, so far, so good about what I expected out of Illinois this year. They, they'd have some games that they surprise you and win, like UCLA, and then uh, struggle against Maryland, but then struggle against Maryland and Virginia. But at the same time, both games were tied with about two and a half minutes left. So they gave themselves a chance to win, just couldn't make enough plays. Yep. Yep. I see I was in that tomorrow also yes, against, against Duke. Duke. Yep. Um, Indiana suffered their first loss of the season, and it was on the road in a place that's nightmares for a lot of Big Ten teams. That's Jersey Mike Especially Arena. top ten teams. Used to be the rack, and I think that seven straight games, Rutgers has beat Indiana. Wow. Yeah. Steve Peichel is a heck of a ball coach. Well, you know it's going to be a physical battle when yep. you play Rutgers. They're probably going to take you out of, their, out of your game. They're going to make it look ugly. They're going to... You know, paint it black and blue, and that's what they did. I mean, mm. I didn't. I watched from afar at a restaurant. Um, I watched the majority of that game. Um, IU couldn't score. They were without Jalen Hood, Shafino, which hurt. Uh, but again, scored forty-eight points. Trace Jackson Davis couldn't get anything going. Um, now again, Rutgers defense is really physical, and then they have um, who's, who's their big guy down low? I forget his name. 
uh, he he makes things difficult. Miller Cop was IU's best player um, on Saturday, which they're probably not going to win too many games if he's your best player. He was shooting pretty good. Xavier Johnson was awful, turned it over six times. I think he shot two of 12 from the floor or something like that. Um, and then Rutgers does what they do. Um, just grind it out, take it to the end of shot clock, find a way to score. Um, but really physical battle. But again, it's kind of embarrassing to only score 48 points. Yeah, it, it's definitely not what they've been uh, used to. Come the fans come to mm-hmm. come to a, get get used to this year. But um, they got a chance to bounce back this week. I don't remember who they have. Uh, let me pull it up here. Of course, one of their games is a Big Ten game. Of course, but. Um, Let's see here. They have Nebraska at home to Nebraska uh, Wednesday on Wednesday, night. and then they play. Uh, oh, Arizona Saturday. Ooh, that's right. Where's that at? It's it's in Vegas. That's right. Yes, MGM yep. Grand. Which Arizona's coming off a bad loss against Utah. They got beat handily by Utah this mm-hmm. past week. Mm-hmm. Um, every, everything's coming up Utah. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and, and Indiana still got to play Kansas too here mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks. So yeah, tough one. Yeah, definitely. They're, they're tough part of their non-conference schedule. They're very fortunate they won that Xavier game, or they could uh, be looking at not too many quality wins coming into Big Ten play, assuming yep. they lose their zone in Kansas, which they might beat both yep. of them or just one yep. of them. So. Yep. And the other Big Ten teams we've kind of already hit on in the beginning of our mm-hmm. college basketball segment. So, uh, so yeah, it was it was interesting last week. There was a night where um, – where uh, Purdue won, Indiana won, Notre Dame won, Butler won, Indiana State won. Huh. Last last Wednesday it would have been. Yeah. Doesn't happen no, very often. No, and and I saw Indiana State's off to whatever the record is. They have one loss going into the weekend. I don't think Greg Lansing's there anymore, is he? He is not. He is not. I don't remember who their coach is. I'll go look it up real quick. Um, but of course Notre Dame, like you said, had that big win over Michigan State, then followed that up with a loss against Syracuse. I know they have a loss against St. Bonaventure. They have close win against Radford. Um, they're they're an interesting team. It's kind of been a mm-hmm. roller coaster season for the Irish yeah. so far. And Butler as well. Butler's had some uh well, really Kansas State last week was probably their best win so far this year. They've got waxed a couple times. So so it'll be interesting to see how many teams come March the state of Indiana gets on tournament. Yeah. Um, following up that win over Michigan State by losing to Syracuse was at home is horrendous. Syracuse was the one of the worst offensive teams I've seen come to Champaign in years. Now, a lot of that had to do with Illinois' length and their defense, sure, but uh, couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. It, it was I almost felt bad for them watching them, and my team was whooping them. Um, I think so. – I think – they need a pressure behind him in the retiring yeah. this time. The fans want him gone. Um, it's it's he he can't recruit like he used to. Uh, the zone doesn't work anymore. Coleman Hawkins, six foot ten, had a triple double. Um, out of that zone, 15, 10, and ten, he tore it up. Um, all game long. That's it's just not. It's just it's not working anymore. Mm-hmm. It's hard to take that old. Uh, Old horse it, out the pasture sometimes, though. But he he said even back like five or six years ago, I I, I just I want to coach my sons. Um, they'll yeah. be done. Well, his sons are done, and right, he's still right. He's still hanging on. Yep. Um, the head coach of Indiana State is Josh Schertz, who was a head coach at Lincoln Memorial College in D two. He won. Uh, he's been to a couple D two Final Fours. Um, he was there for. 14 years, 13 years. So that would be why I don't know who he is. I'm not real uh, Never brushed up on my D2 basketball no. knowledge. They went 11 and 20 last year. Now, yeah, as you said, they're 8 and 1. So mm-hmm. good, good for them. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't think I have anything else for college hoops. Uh, do you want to pick some games here for this week, real quick? Yeah, we can do that. Uh, tomorrow night, Illinois against Texas, Jimmy V Classic. I think Texas gets it done, but I think it's a close one. I think it's another close loss for Illinois. Texas is four-point favorites. Um, I, I can handle close losses against top five teams. I prefer they win, but uh, um, I'm, pro- I'm I'm taking Texas as well. I think Texas has the experience factor, the guard factor. Uh, but, again, I think I think it will be decided by ten points or less. There will be things. no uh, Tristan – tops and walking through those doors no, to get think, 35 rebounds aka 11 yeah. or whatever he really had illinois played in this thing a couple times and texas is one of them and uh 
felt like Tristan Thompson grabbed every rebound and I checked and he only had 11. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they played Texans and, and lost. Uh, but yeah, give me, give me Texas. I do think it'll be close though. Uh, Maryland, number 13 at Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin gets this one done. It just feels like, I don't know. It feels like it's time for Maryland to get the first yeah. loss. Uh, Wisconsin's actually a point favorite. Wisconsin coming off a home loss to Wake Forest, and then they beat uh, Marquette over the weekend. Yeah, um, that's a, that's a no good overtime. basketball rivalry too that we didn't really talk about. It's true. Uh, last week, uh, give me Wisconsin as well. First, uh, Maryland does have good experience, uh, but uh, first road, true road game. I think Wisconsin uh, gets it done. Uh, Iowa against Duke in the Jimmy V. Duke is three point favorites. Yeah, I think Duke. I think Duke wins. I think Duke will actually win fairly easily. Think so? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Murray had thirty-one and twenty against. Uh, he's good. Georgia Tech. He's he's good, just like his brother. Um, Duke's probably better. Give me Duke, just just because of Jacob Grandison. That's about it. It's the only reason why. Picking the Dukies uh, Wednesday night. If my computer loads here, we have Michigan State at Penn State. Be another loss. I think Michigan State bounce back. Think so? Give me Penn State I, at home. You rarely see them lose three in a row. Yeah. Uh, over the last 41 Big Ten games, uh, Tom Izzo is 20 and 21. So maybe the tides are starting to turn there a little bit, too. He needs to get uh, Max Christie me... back. Yeah. Which, Not Malik honestly, Hall. Malik Hall. Excuse Malik, me, Malik Hall. Oh, is, has, Mac, has he been hurt? Matt Christie jumped. Uh, Malik Hall's been yeah. out for two weeks now. That yeah. probably why. I didn't even know that. Uh, give me Penn State at home, though. Uh, Hofstra and Purdue. Purdue. Yeah, give me Purdue. <laughs> Nebraska at Indiana. Indiana. Yep, give me Indiana. Uh, Thursday night, we have Rutgers at Ohio State. Give me the Buckeyes. Give me Rutgers. Upset. Uh, number 20, Iowa State at Iowa. Take Iowa at home. Uh, give me Iowa at home as well. Uh, this might be a must win for Michigan. They travel on the road to Minnesota. Yeah, give me Michigan that one for the uh, little brown jug on the hardwood. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree. I think they're quite a bit better than Minnesota, and they need it though, or they'll be falling even deeper down to in the net. Um, Friday night, let's see if I can pull it up on my phone. Friday night there are no games. Uh, Saturday we have Saturday we have Penn State at Illinois. Illinois will get that one at home. Uh, I hope so. Uh, give me, give me Illinois as well. <laughs> Purdue at Nebraska. I think Purdue gets it done, but I, I think it's about ten point or maybe a little less than ten point win. Nebraska doesn't have not many schools do have a soul that can guard Zach Eady. Purdue rolls. <laughs> uh, Brown at Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State. Yeah, give me Michigan State. Arizona against Indiana in Vegas. I think Arizona gets that one done. I agree. Give me Zona. Um, number seven, Tennessee against Maryland. It is at the Barclays Center. It is a bad bad week for Maryland this week. I'm going Tennessee. Give me Tennessee as well. Yeah, I think it is a bad week for Maryland. Uh, Wisconsin at Iowa. It's a good game for this early in the year. Well, Iowa plays three games this week. Uh, three yeah, tough opponents. Um, give me Iowa. Give me Iowa at home. Uh, Seton Hall at Rutgers. Give me Rutgers. That'll be a good one, though. That'll be a fun little battle. Yeah. Give me Rutgers. And then Mississippi State at Minnesota. Is it at Minnesota? It is at Minnesota. I'll give Minnesota a decent win there. I don't know anything yeah. about Mississippi State. I know they they're ranked. They're get, oh, they're ranked. Wow. 23rd. Still, yeah, why not? Why now. not? Give the, I'll give the Gophers a big win for themselves. So. Give me Mississippi State. I'm trying to see who uh, Mississippi State has wins against Marquette and Utah. Those are kind of their big wins. They beat I know they won that three. Barstool Classic. Yeah. That must um, have been that, it. Yeah. Yeah, against yeah. Marquette and Utah. But other than that, they don't really. They have beaten John Gross's Akron squad. Um, but uh, it's going to be all I got for. Yeah, a lot of hoops talk. Hoop. We're just going to keep getting more and more as we uh, keep rolling on in the conference play, mm. which, of course, then the Big Ten's going to go back to non conference play here for the rest of December. But then starting January through yeah. March, that's all we'll have. So. Yeah, you, I'm kind of ready for Illinois to start playing a couple cupcakes again because these uh <laughs> these games aren't great for my heart i'm sure they're not i'm sure they're not but before we get into some football talk i plugged this late on the episode last week but i wanted to go more detail this week and that is uh, a book co-written by one of our loyal viewers of the tnj man show Sean i'd even Schreiber. call him a contributor 
Let's be honest. <laughs> a backstage, behind-the-scenes contributor of the podcast, mm-hmm. Sean Shriver. That's Running Against the Grain, the story of Philadelphia Eagle and movie star Timmy Brown. And I barely got to say what this book was about last week, so I'd give it more detail this week. Uh, Tim Brown, Timmy Brown went from being a child of divorce, living in an orphanage in rural Indiana, to sports success at Ball State, where he is remembered as perhaps the school's greatest athlete. In the 1960s, he played pro football at Green Bay and in Philadelphia. More than 50 years after he left the Eagles, he still held four team records. He ended his career as a Baltimore Colt at Super Bowl three, and he wasn't just a jock. His dream was to have equal success on stage as a singer and actor. His recordings and live appearances scored in the Philadelphia arena. Philadelphia area in his acting career led him to roles in two of the most acclaimed movies of the 1970s. He was friends or romantic partners with top stars of his time, among them Chubby Checker, Diane Warwick, Diana Ross, and Elliot Gold. But as a black man, he had to deal with the overt racism of his times, and his outspoken honesty didn't lead to continuing professional success. Yet he never quit. Moving on to helping troubled youths in California and establishing a family of his own while in his 50s. While dreams can change and goals can go unmet, Tommy Brown's character and perseverance remained constants. His life is unique and fascinating. We're excited to dive into that one. Yes. Sounds good. Should be a good one. Perfect mm-hmm. read and perfect gift or maybe even perhaps stocking stuffer mm-hmm. if you're looking for that last-minute thing for the sports fan in your family. Sir. Uh, what is your word association this week? It is college football related. It is since the uh, Big Ten championship game was over the weekend. I went with Big Ten championship MVPs. Beautiful. Starting with this year's MVP, Donovan Edwards. Is he a running back? He is a running back. <laughs> He's actually Michigan's backup running back, but Blake Coleman yeah. is done for the season. So but pretty good backup. Very good, but he could start on probably – 11 of the other uh, 13 teams or so. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, I, I assume he'll be back next year. I'm not a hundred percent sure if, he'll, if he's even eligible to come back or not. I would, I would assume so. And, and, and I'm glad you brought that up uh, coming back because today is the first day of the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. And I think there's 42 days left or something like that. And uh, I just wanted to be known that uh, Josh and I are, are keeping our talents with the Tan and J Metro sports we podcast. We're not, yeah. we're not transferring to any other podcast. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's nothing it, to worry about there. It's a culture thing too. We gotta keep the culture, uh, <laughs> keep the culture. But I, I did see as of the first four hours, there were already over six hundred players. Out. It's incredible, incredible. Um, I I read a stat and I can't remember the exact stat, but um, over a thousand players entered the transfer portal last year, and only three hundred found homes. So yeah, some, sometimes the grass isn't always greener. Nope, and there's a lot. I mean, even Alabama's got some pretty good guys that mm-hmm. have went out there poor. Tons of good quarterbacks. Uh, Purdue had surprises. I mean, Purdue had a couple guys that they enter. Some were most were backups, but their right. starting left guard with mm-hmm. two years remaining did, and that, that just because now he won't play in, in their bowl game, which we'll talk about here in a, in a little bit. But that took me by surprise. I'm like, I didn't even didn't mm-hmm. even hear that as a possibility. But who knows? Maybe he thinks he can get more nil money somewhere. I I don't know what the Could case be. is. Don't know what the case is. 2021 last year Aiden Hutchinson um good one I mean he was one of the best <laughs> defensive players uh Big Ten's had over the past decade or so and he was having a pretty good start to his NFL career and he can sing and dance too like we saw yeah. in Hard Knocks 2020 the weird COVID year uh Trey Sermon Ohio State he's a big bruising back he was in the NFL for a little bit I think he got hurt though I don't remember who he was with but I know he got drafted 2019 Ohio State Justin Fields turning it on he uh but again though um they keep losing these games and it's because he's throwing these picks at the end of games too now his pick yesterday that kind of ended the game wasn't I mean it wasn't a good throw but uh Armand St. Brown or Equinomius St. Brown ran the worst route I've ever seen so 2018 Dwayne Haskins rest in peace um didn't pan out in the NFL. Great for one year in college, though. 2017, J.K. Dobbins. Tours ACL last year. He'd probably be the featured back there in Baltimore, and he just hasn't been the same since. He was great at Ohio State. 2016, Trace McSorley, Penn State. 
Really? He's still hanging around, too. He was with Baltimore, bounced around. He is with, I forget who he's with, but I know he's played at least one snap this year. Um, he was he was a gamer at Penn State, though. He was good. 2015, Michigan State Spartan, Connor Cook. Connor Cook, yeah. I was at uh, one of his first career starts. Uh, he uh, started at Illinois uh, for Michigan State and went, I think he was 14 of 15, four touchdowns. It's a pretty good start. That was a Timmy Beckman classic. <laughs> 2014, the legend Cardell Jones. Then come here, play school. <laughs> I will never forget he went and played like an elementary school kid in a children's hospital. He played him in Madden, and somebody tweeted, he just won 91 to 27 or something like that. He said, I had 91 with two, two minutes left. I won by 98 <laughs> 98 to something. <laughs> no, no, no humble there. No humble there. <laughs> Third string quarterback that got hot and led him to Big Ten Championship. Yeah. Led, him to the, led him to win it all. Yeah. 2013, Michigan State Spartan, Connor Cook, the only two-time Again. conference championship MVP. I think I've said this before, but how's that one of his first career starts? He went 14 <laughs> to 15, four touchdowns. <laughs> 2012, uh, these, of course, these three, the ones I just mentioned, these two are legends and leaders. Um, division. 2012, Monte Ball, first console. Uh, terrible NFL running back, as you know. Terrible human being. Is he? I didn't know. Well, he he had a really bad off-field situation. Uh. He got arrested for it. Maybe he, it's one incident, but it's one of those instances, if you do that and get in trouble for it, I look at you differently. So. Yeah. Yeah, 2011, Russell Wilson. Uh, had a good first couple years of his Next. career. Next. Tail, tail Next. end of his career is Next. not going to ruin the franchise, to be honest. Next. <laughs> Next. Uh, yeah, but that's, uh, yeah. That's that, right. Those are the, uh, yeah, let's not, let's hide. That's my, that's my, <laughs> well, that's, give me a paper brown bag and yeah, let me I cut my eyes out and. <laughs> I think he's uh, wanting to hide from his teammates right now. Sounds like it's getting ugly there. Uh, yeah, I can do a whole podcast, multi-hour podcast on that. I read uh, Hackett has not lost the locker room, but Russell Wilson has. That was the last thing I read about that whole uh, ugly situation down there. Uh, they've all lost me right now. So, But that's uh, that's the Word Association segment, which is brought to you by Performer Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting in 20 20- sales meeting in 2023 they have over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print they strive for a fast and efficient response to all your print needs you need to look no further let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving barbara van weidsberg a call at 574-210-3815 how was your experience at the big 10 championship game it was a blast very cool environment one of the one of the neater Sporting events I've probably been to. Um, mm-hmm. Just Indianapolis does a great job with big time events, and it was it's a big time feel. It was probably about sixty to forty Michigan to Purdue fans there, um, if not a little more than that. But I still thought the Purdue crowd showed out pretty well. Uh, it was loud. Great first half. Uh, Purdue game all they wanted. Down one point at first in the first half uh, halftime. In the second half had some costly turnovers and just Michigan's overall talent. Mm-hmm rose to the top in the second half and um but Purdue hunt in there for for majority of the night and end up Michigan end up covering the spread and win by 21 but Purdue didn't absolutely get killed like Iowa did last year 49 right. to 3 or anything like that anything didn't embarrass themselves no and I was worried about that but they proved at least for a while they could contend and they belonged on that stage national stage and but it was just a fun environment Luke Soil's a great stadium it was the second most attended Big Ten Championship behind last year's game. Last year's was number one. So that's definitely a Michigan effect. You know, Michigan's still new to this. You know, Ohio State, Wisconsin are the two that have played in so many times. Their fans are probably, well, we're going to save our money for the college football playoff or Rose Bowl or whatever it may be. But uh, fun environments, uh, pretty decent game, and uh, hopefully I can go back again in the future. It's only going to get tougher, though, now that the Big Ten uh, West next year's got two more horses for coaches in the race, and then in two years and in 2024, UCLA and USC join, and we're not sure what's going to look like. Is there still going to be two divisions? Is there going to be four pods? There's still going to be a Big Ten championship, but we just don't know how it's going to be all structured. Yeah. But, uh, very neat 
experience. Glad I went. Glad I spent the money on tickets because the tickets were not cheap for this event, but um, very cool. It was uh, my first time I've ever watched a college football game in Lucas Oil. Um, you you so, didn't go to the Notre Dame Purdue. I did not go to Notre Dame Purdue, which in 2013 I did not go to Jeff Brom's first game, which was against Louisville in 2017. That's right. Um, did not go to that either, but um, yeah, I'm glad I went to this one, and, and it was it was a good time, very good time. Got to ask you about it, Louisville job. Yes, um, not the news I wanted to wake up to this morning. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've stayed on this podcast a few months ago. I prepared myself for him to leave for Louisville. But then as Louisville season progressed and they, you know, came back from a three and four record or whatever it was to be seven and five, and there was no really news of Satterfield getting fired, I kind of was, well, I think Purdue's at least got to hang on to him for mm-hmm. one more year. I wasn't real worried about it. And then we got the news this morning. Scott Satterfield's jumping from Louisville to Cincinnati, which didn't even hear any rumors of that going on. And he's taken the vacant job of Luke Fickle, who went from Cincinnati to Wisconsin. I think we talked about that last week, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So coaching carousel, you know, one job closes, another one opens yep. uh, in, in that effect. And so now it, it looks like Jeff Brom's going to be Louisville's number one target, just like he was in 2018. And this time's got such a different feel around it because it looks like the timing's now right, maybe for him to make that jump. Mm-hmm. But what surprises me is coming out, the word coming out of Louisville is, they're not willing to pay big bucks like they were last time. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, maybe about what he's making at Purdue, maybe a little higher, but they're, last time they were trying to really up the ante to where Purdue had to up the ante. And, it, and on the flip side, it doesn't sound like Purdue's going to really you know, take up the notch to, of the pay level too much either uh, yeah. to try to keep him. So um, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe this has been known for behind the scenes for a little while. This was a possibility, and maybe Mike Bobinski has been ready with a list. I'm not sure. I hope so. I hope mm-hmm. as a good athletic director, I hope he's had a list for when this day has come. But we will see. What, if it's going to happen, just let it happen quick. Rip, Rip the, band-aid the Band-Aid off. off yep. and now more than ever with the college environment atmosphere like it is, with the transfer portal and recruiting at early sign day, Got to make these moves fast. The longer mm-hmm. he holds on, it not only hurts Purdue, of course, but hurts Louisville too if he's going to yeah. go there because you, you got to get get on the road and start recruiting. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, whatever happens comes to a head this week because um, both teams have a bowl game to get ready for too. Louisville now plays Cincinnati, which that's going to be weird. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, and uh, Purdue's in the Citrus Bowl on January second against Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers, which really scares me if Jeff Brown does leave. How many players has he got to take with him? That's my main concern. How many Purdue recruits has he got to take with him? Is What's Purdue's staff and, and roster going to look like for a bowl game, you know, come January 2nd and, and going into next year? Because then, you know, the more players he, if he leaves, if, that he takes with them, Purdue's got to get in the portal real quick and try to f- fill those voids where they can. So I don't even know who I'd want, Josh, to take that spot. I, I haven't thought of it enough. Um, yeah. I would want somebody with head coaching experience. I don't even want like a big name OC. I would want somebody with head coaching experience, but I don't know who that is. I don't know if that's another, you know, group of five coach or, or a mid-major like they went after when Jeff Brown was at West, West Kentucky, or if it's somebody who's, I don't, I, the name that scares me out there that I don't want is Kevin Sumlin. He's got blue oh, ties. Yeah. He's the one that scares me. He's one that I could see him going kind of cheap and hiring, and I just, I mean, I guess they could do worse, but that wouldn't excite me, and I don't think it would excite yeah. a lot of the fan base. That that'd be like hiring Conzo Martin when Painter leaves, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah. So so I don't know. It, it, you know, it's one of those things. Purdue's not a football destination job. Never going to be. It's, there's not many football destination jobs really in college football anymore, uh, with the way money gets thrown around and. And he's has Purdue now through six years a way better spot than he found it, and and he did what he set out to do, get him to a conference championship game. Don't know mm-hmm. how much more he can do at Purdue's back to back eight win seasons, back to back Big Ten winning record seasons, things they haven't done since the late nineties. Um, and next year, let's be honest, he's losing his quarterback, losing his, his best wide receiver, losing a couple good defensive players, and the schedule gets tougher. So, if the timing's to leave, maybe now's the time. Yeah, it it seems like it is right for him to leave the the timing is like almost a perfect storm uh, if he purdue says right no now. to louisville whatever for whatever reason this time i don't think purdue has I to don't... worry about him ever leaving for louisville yeah. if he says no this time yeah so. if he says no this time i don't think i think the louisville is a pipe dream for them 
Yep. So, so we will see. And, and you know, the one thing I, I think of, of course, though, I'm, I'm a Purdue fan. I think of the Big Ten money, Big Ten mm-hmm. situation instead of an a- ACC. Don't know the yeah. future of the ACC. And, and Louisville really seems like a dumpster fire it right does. now. But Jeff Brom's a guy who loves that city. He's got mm-hmm. his family still lives there. He's still got a house there. He's a Louisville football legend. So if, 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 if they can pull one of their own that loves that university back, then. Yeah. You know, I, I won't, I'll, I'll be upset because I like the guy and I'm, I'm grateful and thankful for what he did. And I want him to coach Purdue for many more years, but I'll be understanding if he goes for yeah. Louisville. So, yeah. uh, one last uh, college football thought. And I know we're kind of running out of time here, so we want to go to NFL. So maybe we'll talk about the bowl, Big Ten Bowl picture more next week. But mm-hmm. thoughts on Deion Sanders, primetime going to Colorado. I was wrong on that one. I didn't think it was um, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 going to be either spectacular or just an absolute dumpster fire, as we say a lot on this show. Um, he'll come in. He needs to change the culture right away. And hit the first time meeting the players, it seems like he's he's doing that. He he couldn't yep. care less. That's a team that went one and eleven this year. There's not going to yep. be many players from that roster back. Nope. Um, he's already named his son starting quarterback, so that'll be some that's sort a bold of move. Yeah, some some sort of violation from the NCAA is coming, but it's probably going to be a minor violation. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's all it's, my Twitter's uh, been about. So because I follow so many it's, Denver-related things, so it's it's going to be fun to follow either yep. way. So it will hit. He'll have a lot of players want to play for him, whether it's yeah. through recruiting or through the transfer portal. And if he has they already success, got a five star, if he has success, five star, he, he won't be there long. He'll yeah. jump to a bigger yeah, he'll, job, he'll southern jump somewhere job. else, or the NFL, or whatever. Yep. It's the NFL yep. wants him, but uh, yep. yep. NFL talk: three winners, three losers. One of my winners got to be the Bengals. Yep, me too. Uh, Kansas City goes into the jungle, and the Bengals beat him for the second time in 2022. Yeah. And Joe Burrow showed why his nickname is Joe Cool. Played pretty yep. good yesterday. Joe is three and zero against uh, Patty Mahomes. He's uh, his kryptonite. Yep. Bengals are also one of my winners. The Seattle Seahawks are another one. They desperately needed to come back and beat the LA Rams and they found a way to do it late. Uh, Geno Smith's playing some really good football. One of my other winners, Buffalo bills because of Cincinnati's win. The bills are now the one seed again, in the AFC. Yeah. Uh, bills got the Patriots, Jets, Dolphins, and chiefs to lose yesterday or this yeah. week. So uh, good, good week for the bills. Uh, Dallas Cowboys are my last, Winner, I think they've cemented themselves as the best team in the NFC, unfortunately. I think they're better than Philadelphia. Uh, 33 points in the fourth quarter. Colts are yeah. horrendous. Jeff Saturday's not going to be there after this year. Uh, they had a great they had a great story his first week, but after that, it's been kind of... Why are they still playing Matt Ryan at this point? There's no point. It's, Sam Ellinger's not the guy either, I guess. But... Put a Nick Foles. Why not? Yeah, what do you got not? to lose at this point? Yeah. Well, my last winner is actually San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, just a win with Jimmy G going down like that and Brock Purdy, Mr. Mr. Relevant. Um, looked pretty, looked good. pretty good yesterday. Now yeah. I want to see how he looks this week after now that tape's out on him. Yeah. And defenses can make adjustments. And but, facing Tom Brady as well. But That's I good. do think that injury, San Francisco was a kind of a sleeper to make the Super Bowl. Now I don't I don't think they can do it. Their defense is great. Their running game's great. All Purdy has to do is not turn the ball over, and I think they'll be okay. Don't know about Super Bowl now, but with Jimmy G, I think they had a legitimate chance to even win it. Still can't um, believe the Broncos beat them somehow. Um, <laughs> but uh, look for Baker Mayfield to get picked up by the San Francisco. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Uh, three losers. Uh, L.A. Chargers. Losing to the Raiders. Now you're 6-6. Six and six. We talk about all the time. Herbert, I, and I know it's not all his fault. They, they got injuries and so much the defensive side of the ball, but Herbert's not getting wins, and Brandon Staley's going to be looking for a job. Uh, yeah. Along with Nathaniel Hackett after this year. Must win for the Chargers this week, Sunday night. Um, I have uh, two losers here that are lumped together. The Commanders and the Giants tying hurts both teams. Hurts probably the Giants more uh, than the Commanders. But, uh, yeah, to, to tie like that sucks. And and it's the NFL's fault as well. I need to get rid of that regardless. I don't know. but. Uh. Jets, one of my losers. Uh, I, mean, I mean, they lost to a tough team on the road to Minnesota, the Vikings, but they were down there at the end of the game to win and mm-hmm. couldn't get it in on four attempts. Yeah. And uh, they're still hanging on by a thread in that last spot in the, in the playoffs, but I can't think it's going to last they much longer. They have to go to Buffalo this week, so yep. that'll be tough. Yep. Uh, I, I have two another. I have two lo- more losers, neither are playoff teams. Jacksonville Jaguars, Chicago Bears. Jags had a great win against Baltimore and then fell flat on their face against Detroit, gave up 40 Detroit's points. playing better. Uh, they, they are playing some pretty good football. Chicago Bears, 
Uh, we're up nine against the Packers, and then Aaron Rodgers does what Aaron Rodgers does against them. And Justin it's Fields throws home. a back-breaking pick as he's done the past couple weeks. Um, yeah. My, my last loser is Tennessee Titans. Didn't think they'd mm-hmm. beat the Eagles. Uh, my dad told me yesterday he thought the Titans would kill the Eagles, and it was the opposite. The Eagles killed <laughs> the, the Titans. Opposite, yeah. And it was the A.J. Brown revenge game, and boy, yeah. did he get some. Stupid, stupid trade. Uh, yep. Pick them. I won this past week again, and if I win this week, I will have clinched the season for the third straight year. I am 9-4 and four currently, so I need one win. Uh, terrible Thursday night matchup, although Vegas playing better. Vegas Raiders at the L.A. Rams. I'm actually taking the Raiders for two. I'm taking the Raiders for six. Uh, New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. Give me the Bills for 10. I have the Bills for 11. Uh, Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals for 11. I have the Bengals for 10. Uh, Houston Texans at the Dallas Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys for 12. Cowboys for 13. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. Give me your Detroit Lions for a point. I almost took the Lions, but I'm taking the Vikings for three. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. Give me the Titans for nine. I have the Titans for nine as well. Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Giants. Should be a good one. I can see it being tight, but give me the Eagles for four. I have the Eagles for eight. Uh, Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Can't find this one on my sheet. Oh, there it is. Give me the Steelers for three. It sounds like Lamar Jackson will not play this week. Uh, I am. Taking the I Kenny Pickett's starting to play better, but for whatever reason, I'm still taking Baltimore for only two. Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos. I think I know <laughs> where you're going with this one. <laughs> Chiefs for 13. They'll, they'll make it 16 straight against the Broncos. I'm taking the Chiefs for 12. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks at the San Francisco 49ers. Buccaneers for five. Ooh, I'm taking the Niners for one. Uh, I think Tom Brady hasn't looked good. That defense no, is great, but again, Brock Purdy factor. You never know. Uh, Carolina Panthers at the Seattle Seahawks. Give me the Seahawks for eight. I have the Seahawks for seven. Miami Dolphins at the L.A. Chargers. Give me the Dolphins for six. This will be the J-Man's Book It prediction of the week. This is only the fourth time the Dolphins have been on Sunday Night Football since they moved to NBC in 2006. Wow. Uh, I've been at two of them. (laughs) They're one and one in those games. But, uh. I think the Dolphins bounce back. Honestly, Niners defense is good, but I thought the Dolphins left points on the field. Um, Tua Tungavailoa had his worst game since he got hurt against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Threw two picks. One was bad. One probably wasn't his fault. receiver fell down. But he, he was missing guys he usually hits. Um, I think he bounces back. I think he put a little too much pressure on himself going into San Francisco. Hopefully he doesn't do this that this week against uh, Justin Herbert. Need to find some sort of freaking running game. It's pathetic. They don't even attempt to run anymore. Um, defense has a much harder struggle. And they gave up 26 points yesterday. I uh, had 23 points yesterday. But uh, Justin Herbert's going to be different. But uh, give me the Dolphins for five points. J-Man's Book of Bridges of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau, Insurance Agent Travis Watchering, Life Home, Auto, Business, Renters, Workers, Common Farm Insurance. Contact us at 219-6869-4561. Email travis.watching at infb.com. This episode's also brought to you by The Damn Landing, whether you want Epic Burger, Hand Toss Pizza, Handbread, Turn Lawrence, Seafood, Craft Beer, or Handcrafted Cocktail. Go to The Damn Landing, located 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. Monday night game, New England Patriots at the Arizona Cardinals. Patriots for seven. I have the Cardinals for four. I think both teams are trash. Um, I mainly just gave Cardinals a win because they're at home. We actually have six buys this week on yeah, December. December, what would it be? December 11th. Falcons, Bears, Packers, Colts, Saints, Red Commanders. Almost called them Redskins. Um, birdie bogey here to end the show. Can you name the three head coaches? With at least seven conference championship game wins in NCAA football. Nick Saban? Yep. Three of them, right? Seven. Three of them. Seven. Yep. Bob Stoops? Bob Stoops won them. Okay, so that's two out of three. Seven, and these are wins, right? Not appearances, yep. wins. Correct, wins. 
Urban Meyer. Oh, I'll give you a par. Oh, man. Dabo. Mm. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I honestly thought you'd get Dabo and Saban and miss on Stoops. Yeah. Dang it. You're so right. close. So close. Yeah, Dabo was another one I was thinking. I just mm. I thought Urban with Florida and the combination of Florida and Ohio State. Yeah, Dab- Dabo got his eighth and passed Bob Stoops. Stoops had seven, okay. Dabo eight, and Saban with ten. All right. Son of a gun. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. Have a fantastic week, everybody. We'll be back at it next Monday. Peace.